like how many times have you been at your family's house or uh, you know, some sort of Christmas party or something, and somebody comes down from upstairs and like, man, I just roped out, <laughs> just roped out a huge nut. Nobody does, right? I mean, nobody ever. Right. Yeah, it's unspoken. Is like, yeah, man, I just fucking. And even like among friends, like it's not. It's basically totally unspoken. Like you have no. I don't. Have you ever had somebody tell you, within say twenty four hours, about a masturbation encounter other than like a girlfriend? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships in a way that is often controversial, but usually in good faith. We think you'll enjoy our combination of candor and deadpan humor. On the topic list today are conversations about having sex with someone you hate, heterosexual, anal, and prostate play, various unexpected post-sex pains, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Keith. So... On our last episode, I promised to collate a list of my finest online dating openers, and I also promised to run an experiment announcing my ethical non-monogamy to unknowing online dating matches. I've done neither, but I'm noting it here so that I'm held to it, and we'll have that ready for next week. Yeah, does, uh, does having sex with someone you hate count masturbating if you're like depressed? <laughs> no, that is not... The topic of the, that is not the the crux of our upcoming all right topic but yeah i mean we were we had a big our listeners don't know this but we had a big grammatical discussion before we started recording here and yeah it, yeah does is masturbating having sex with yourself is that grammatically correct is can, I think so. is having sex with yourself just basically another way of saying masturbating I think so. And I think that people who hate themselves or if you're depressed or whatever, which doesn't have to mean you hate yourself, but I think people do actually masturbate less in that condition. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like I think it's actually true that people, yeah, they don't want to have sex with themselves. Although it's probably more about not wanting yeah. to experience pleasure or like not being able to experience pleasure, but that, you know, if, if you're fucking someone you hate, although you could, well, we should get, we should wait till we get to the topic. Yeah. I mean, I should have responded your quip there on that topic, but the topic's too old now, so I won't get any of that sweet Reddit karma. Um, I wanted to bring up something weird that happened to me this week. Uh, this happened uh, a few days ago. This girl that I dated, I don't even know if dated is the right word. We never had sex, hmm. uh, but I met her on an app and we hung out. I don't know, five or six times, a, a number of times, but it never felt like making a move would have availed positive results. And so I never did. And we ended up drifting apart. Uh, That's interesting. I mean, how so? Okay. It's interesting. Oh, it's interesting because it's, I mean, was she attractive? She was attractive and she was. Yeah. I mean, that probably never not, happens to her. She wasn't particularly interesting to me beyond that she was young so like intellectually it was sort of interesting to chat with someone like her and understand her worldview a bit but there wasn't any long-term relationship potential there and so uh it was during a time feminine. when i was dating a lot it was during a time when i was dating oh, a lot okay. and so you know she was just you know one in a crowd but anyway okay. She messaged me a few days ago. She said, hi there, it's, let's call her Jane. Hi there, it's Jane, remember me. And I responded, hi, Jane. Yes, of course, hello. And she said, what have you been up to? 
Uh, now, well, let me just read the entirety of the exchange because it only goes on for a couple more messages. I said all kinds of things, getting ready to head to Europe for the summer. She said, you're the second person to tell me they're going to Europe for the summer. Ha ha. I'll be taking my first trip out there in November, France and Italy. And I responded, that's great, exclamation point. What was her, what do you think her intent was in her reaching out? Uh, to That was the end of the conversation. Because, she didn't respond to my, that's great. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, she's not, I mean, this is, I think that like the listeners at home can decipher this pretty well uh, or should mm-hmm. be able to. Like if you, if you listen to our show and you're sort of getting into the vibe of being able to figure out these interpersonal relationships, you should be able to figure it out. I mean, she, she wanted to rekindle the romance and have sex with you a bunch of times. And she is intrigued. She's intrigued by the fact that you didn't try to have sex with her, uh, which probably if she's attractive happens every single time she goes on a date with anybody so that she she remembers you, you stand out in that way. And then as soon as you said you were going to Europe, she lost all interest because now you're unavailable. And then she said she was going to Europe and knew people going to Europe because she wanted to very slightly kind of down level. Yeah. Yeah. She's basically like, ah, well, you know, you're not that great because she wants, you know, that's, yeah, she, yeah, she, right. She didn't have to send that, but she, she wanted to, uh, Yeah. yeah, kind of push you down a little bit. I don't have any interest in rekindling with this person. And so I regret saying getting ready to head for Europe for the summer. It was too much of a shutdown. Hmm. I should have, I was trying to signal that I was very well, um, but I overachieved in that sense. I would have liked to have seen her suffer the indignity of actually proposing something and then me saying like, no, sorry, I have a girlfriend now and I'm going to Europe and you suck without having to actually say that. I mean, I guess the direction I actually, yeah, directionally, I guess I actually did that. Well, no, the direction I thought this was going to go and I'm a little disappointed is I thought it would go you telling her you're in an ENM relationship and trying to, yeah, just have sex with her. Well, I would have enjoyed running that experiment and I sort of blew it with yeah with this I'm not sure I don't know yeah I'm not sure if she if she was quote unquote down if I would be in any circumstance but it would have been a good chance to run the experiment yeah I mean she probably wouldn't be because if she if it was just a straight booty call the fact that you're leaving soon wouldn't necessarily matter right I mean you're still here now yeah, um, it's it's pretty obvious she wanted she's uh, as are almost all women on these things looking for some sort of like an ongoing relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, your read is the same as mine on this. Let's move on. Uh, I was going to mention the construction going on next door to my apartment. Uh, I just spoke to one of the people out there. They said it's going to be going on for six months, hmm. which is sort of an outrageous imposition by my neighbors, in my opinion. But uh, they're not making any noise right now, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right, let's get into the topics. Unless, do you have any other patter before I start diving into some of these? No, let's do it. All right. Um, I liked this one, and I'm curious to see where our conversation goes with it. Uh, this person says, I, a 24-year-old female, had sex with someone I dislike, and it was the best I ever had. Should I continue, or mm-hmm. is that a bad idea? 
We've met through mutual friends and our dislike is mutual. Absolutely cannot stand him and he can't stand me. However, I was always physically attracted to him. She puts in parentheses against my will. Uh, She did not consent to being physically attracted to him. Last week, we both agreed to fuck, so we had a brief conversation and then hooked up. It was by far the best sex I've ever had, just pure passion. He wanted to eat me out, first thing, and I was a bit reluctant since I'd never come from that. Also, I wanted to give him head first. Boy, was I wrong. Maybe it was the combination of knowing that it was him eating me out, or his skills, but he, or his skills, but he managed to make me come after a few minutes. I was shocked and a little annoyed. That set the scene, and it just got better from there. Not only did I have a body-shaking orgasm for the first time, he gave me multiple. It was nothing like I've ever experienced before. He was hot, confident, and attentive, and his dirty talk absolutely ruined me. I'm still masturbating to the memories, and it's been a week. I do want to have sex again, but I'm starting to think it's a bad idea. I seriously do not like him on a personal level at all, so I'm not sure if it's wise to continue with this. End transmission. Yeah, I mean, she. uh, this is... This is the fact pattern. This is basically the fact pattern that like drives incel men insane because what's going on here is this guy's really attractive. He's like top whatever percent attractive. Seems probable. Yeah. And so, and, and I mean, there can be a number of reasons she doesn't like him. The most obvious would be some sort of obvious, like some, one of the standard boring kind of political divides that you see in America. So like he is pro gun or something and she's not and whatever. There's some, there's some like religious slash political divide that makes it so it's impossible for her to like yep. him. I agree. But it doesn't that's matter. likely why she's dismissed him. Yeah. It doesn't matter because she's indexed low on that because he's so attractive. And then, and this makes sense to me, like actually having sex with him is better and he's, he's good at it. And the reason he's good at it partly is because he's had like 200 or 300 partners, which doesn't always mean that I know that there's stories of women who say, Oh, this guy just, you know, he knows any woman will sleep with him. And so he's no good at it. But like, you know, if you do something a lot with a lot of different partners, you're going to in most cases or in many cases achieve some skills there. And so, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the main, the main point I would make is like, look, you're, you, yeah, you, you just had sex with a guy that's had like 300 partners. Yeah. It's and like so, the most anti-feminist possible, <laughs> uh, behavior. Yeah. But I mean, and it shows something also in that, like her brain basically rewarded her for that behavior, which goes to like the whole evolutionary hypothesis that women, uh, you know, want to, live with, share their life with one man, but get impregnated by the other man. So this is the guy that's supposed to impregnate you. And then you're supposed to cuckold or he's cuckolding the other guy. I mean, that's, that would be like the, uh, kind of surface level interpretation that I would have there. Yeah. It's no different than dis- a man disagree with any of wanting them. to, yeah, it's no different than like, if I watch, uh, any of a variety of sporting events that have cheerleaders and I think to myself, oh, I'd like to impregnate all of the cheerleaders. That's like a normal male and it's like, it's not adaptive or like good for modern society, but like, yeah, I'd like to, and I'm sure I would have very good orgasms while doing that. Right. Right. Because my brain would How do reward you think me. They're like, oh, look at this... her breasts. Right. Yeah. Okay. How do you think this Chad pivoted the conversation toward, uh, we should hook up? She says last week we both agreed to fuck. So we had a brief conversation and then hooked up. I mean, I think that alcohol he, look, at a party you, or something. Maybe, but I mean, I think that if you're somebody who has this level of success with women, he's probably just extremely uh, confident about that interaction. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you are a person that gets turned down, say, yeah, if you're if you're getting turned down ninety nine percent of the time, sure, they're guys that are natural salesmen and just don't care. 
and th- and that works by the way if as a guy if you're willing to just approach woman after woman after woman you will approach a woman who says yes because there's some percentage of women who will um and it's not it's not 0.001% like it's i'm not saying you can approach a woman and ask for sex immediately but you can approach women and like they'll go out on a date with you like they'll you'll start the process uh but yeah. uh, for this guy like the rate is much much higher and so he just yeah he just has like a pattern he goes into and he knows it's going to work most of the time or maybe half the time. And he doesn't really care if it doesn't because, he, you know, you're on some sort of right. list and he'll just go to the next person. He's like, yeah, oh, I've got uh, my prostate is full here. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's shotgunning out invitations or using a sniper rifle, but his success rate makes it so that <laughs> whatever his strategy is, he doesn't have, he doesn't feel any downside risk. Yeah, there's no, I mean, I don't have anything, I don't think there's anything wrong with the situation that happened. I don't, I'm not trying to like slut shame the woman here. Sure. The, the thing, the, the thing I would point out though, is that she, in my opinion, doesn't understand what's going on. That's the thing I would say. And I think with this sort of Chad situation, that's often the case, like the women don't, they, if they had a, like a photo book of all the women, the guy had slept with, they would be like, right. Oh. And I think right. that they like women tend to hide from that information or somehow not care because they yeah people have a natural tendency to assign to other people the same kind of desires and modes of operation that they have for themselves they'd be like oh well who would have sex with 500 different people who would do that and it's like men would do that like all basically all men would do that if they can so yeah i look the specifics of this situation notwithstanding i i agree with your general take here that yeah she's (laughs) choosing someone for sex that she otherwise finds despicable and the reasons why she's choosing that person are somewhat of a mystery to her. I mean, there is also the, the other thing that came to my mind when you were reading it was, it reminds me a little of like the plot of a romantic comedy, like when Harry met Sally, like, I mean that movie famously, the characters hate each other at the beginning. Right. Right. I don't know if you've seen or cared about that movie, but yeah, Billy Crystal and they hate each other at the beginning. And then, you know, so like maybe she has some sort of, yes, it could go that direction too. It could be that actually like, uh, you know, she hates him in quotes, but it's like asterisk, asterisk, she actually likes him. You know, there's that possibility too. Sure, it's just more sure, fun sure, to sure. say that he's a Chad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why I said the, the specifics of this notwithstanding, like who knows what's actually yeah. going on. But yeah, I agree with your general take here. All right, next. Male here. My girlfriend wants to try and play with my ass slash prostate, but she doesn't know mm. I've been doing this for years. Oh, no. <laughs> So occasionally during foreplay, my girlfriend rubs my ass and has hinted she's into fingering me and stimulating my prostate. I'm very shy about it all, and I don't know how to react. I'm seen by her and everyone else, I believe, as a masculine straight guy. But to be honest, I love anal play and have been enjoying it on myself since puberty. I don't know how to react to her doing this with me. I'm scared to show the side of me that not only am I okay with a finger in my butt, but I'm into having much more and have before. How do I tell my girlfriend I really like it in my ass and I can take more than a finger or two, no problem. I don't want to come on too strong or make her feel, or make her feel different about me. At the end of the day, I'm happy to. I got a man. This guy's grammar is driving me crazy. I'm happy I got a partner who's curious about turning me on this way, but I'm afraid to show her that I'm actually into it and so much more. Okay, so we could take the conversation a couple different ways here. One is whether liking anal play is gay. I think that would be boring. We've talked about it before. I think the more interesting thing here is how do you think the average woman in her late teens, early twenties would react to a man disclosing this to her. Disclosing that he at home alone plays with his butthole. Yeah. 
I think it's experimented extensively. Yes, I think so too. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think it is fair. Like it's, um, look, uh, it is fair (laughs) because women, because women, first of all, uh, are going to have (laughs) much less sort of in general, in general women at that age range and really in all age ranges have much less sort of masturbation, masturbatory, uh, kind of curiosity slash like they, they, um, experience like they're not so she's not going to have like this crazy like oh yeah then i tried this then i tried that she's not going to have this like laundry list of things she tried to like peak up her orgasm like many boys slash men would have uh so it's already going to be kind of foreign to her and um it's just look i mean like it's like really you're already that bored that you're you're jamming Mm -hmm. things up your butt like you're just like oh man I, i gotta go all the way um yeah, I mean, I, and she's she more yeah, she would, enlightened. Like maybe he's discovered that there's this secret ability to two X your pleasure by playing with his asshole a lot. Yeah, I mean, masturbation still is kind of shameful, right? It's like you're yes, uh, fun, that's fine, but it's but but she would think to herself, well, this would be better done with a partner. I mean, look, he, he look, okay. See, this is the thing. Like, I'm almost very. I guess sex positive, but I find what he's and, doing shameful. <laughs> I'm like, man, I find like, it, come on. Yeah, I don't. I I can see it. I also find it sort of shameful. I'm not sure if that is the proper way to feel. I think it is. I think it is. I think it, because I feel it, it's right. Uh, yeah, it's, look, there, I mean, the, yeah, there's a point where uh, these things are better done with a partner, and like, pretty much nobody. I mean, it's look. Everybody's fine with just normal, quote unquote, normal male masturbation uh, scenes. You know, you the ones we've discussed many times. Just I, off, I actually, I don't think that's true. I reject that. I think there's some material amount of Americans and even larger number of non-Americans who who find uh, masturbation sort of completely repulsive and undignified that's not to say they don't do it but like in their minds they've they're they're less uh true. progressive I mean, than, look, everyone finds are. it everyone finds it everyone finds it largely that way and that's why like how many times have you been at your family's house or uh you know some sort of christmas party or something and somebody comes down from upstairs and like man i just roped out a, <laughs> just roped out a huge nut nobody does right i mean nobody ever yeah it's unspoken like yeah man i just fucking and even like among friends like it's not it's basically totally unspoken like you have no i don't have you ever had somebody tell you within say 24 hours about a masturbation encounter other than like a girlfriend have you ever had a guy tell you oh yeah man i i just fucking beat Uh, off like crazy i am sure that that you and i have had a conversation like that at some point but we're basically like 99th percentile on right. tolerating this kind of stuff. We would even do it right. to like say something sensational on purpose. Uh, so right. yeah, I don't, but yeah, I mean, it, I could probably count the number of, t- I can't remember any, and if I could, I'm sure I could count it on one hand. I mean, that's partly because these are like private behaviors. Like you pr- probably less likely to, there, there are a number of things people are not that likely to talk about, but it's also because it's just not dignified, like you said. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that, no, that's a good point that, that a substantial percentage of the population doesn't even want to imagine that, yeah, other people masturbate or whatever, or want to admit that they do it themselves. That's true. Um, but yeah, like when, when a girl finds out there's, and there's no upside for this guy, 
you know what i mean for yeah my first take is like he needs to stop it like this is he may he <laughs> may wind up damaging his anus or rectum have, i think the horses have left the barn here mike i don't think yeah i, th- I think he thinks he's discovered a new frontier of pleasure and he doesn't yeah, want yeah, to yeah. turn around and go back i mean but there are frontiers of pleasure that are everybody knows are bad like smoking crack I think is pleasurable, but it's not great. So, I mean, it can be possible to turn your back on something that is pleasurable. So, yeah. But yeah, telling her is, is, is disastrous in terms of like, if, if it were the case that they kind of discovered it together and I could put, you could put that in quotes, like maybe he, uh, she's the one asking to do this thing. And if he sort of was willing and so on and so forth, or they had some sort of fantasy life or whatever. I think that's much more reasonable because then she feels included and like it could be like special or something. But I still think yeah. generally where this he- this heads is pegging. And I think that I have to think that if there was a, uh, some sort of honest scale of like how happy they are with their partner, that a woman who pegs her partner usually views that <laughs> negatively. She's like, oh, yeah, I have to fucking do this now. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I almost entirely agree with your take here. Uh, the number one comment I think is sort of indicative of how Reddit people typically respond to stuff like this. This person says, prostate play has nothing to do with being gay. Okay, we both agree with that. Her having an interest is a good oh, it sign. Has something she to do with being gay. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I think it does. It just I think it correlates, but it's not causal. Right. Yeah. It correlates. Right. It's not causal. Okay. Uh, go her on, having yeah. an interest is a good sign. She won't see you differently after. Let her try and just go with it. Yeah. I think that's bad advice. I think there are some women who would be okay with it. I've, I've dated plenty of women who, if I revealed this kind of thing to them, would just sort of laugh and say like, well, okay. And, and wouldn't judge me. Or at least I they thought, wouldn't I thought in this say case, they would judge me. Did, didn't the woman ask to finger his butthole or something? Yes. Uh, let's see. What have you this? had a woman do that? Uh, no, I have not. I've had women right. offer too, but they always ask consent and I always decline. Ha- or can you, actually, I mean, I'm not even sure that it's always been asked for consent, but like I can, if somebody starts, you know, careening toward that zone, I can angle in such a way that is, is enough of a hint that I'm not interested that they stop. I think we may have discussed this before. It's generally like one or two fingers that are sort of moving into the taint area and kind <laughs> yes. of heading down there. That, That's that right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I have not had this experience. But yeah, this guy says, occasionally during foreplay, my girlfriend rubs my ass and has hinted she's into fingering me and stimulating my prostate. I don't know how you hint right. you're into stimulating your partner's prostate, but she's implied that she would be into trying this kind of thing. So to the extent it's possible to lay out a carpet that makes it a little bit safer to disclose such a thing, this is probably about as good as you're going to get. I still think that it's a little risky. Now we should move on. I don't, I don't really understand. I don't understand why a woman would propose this or be interested in this. It's like they don't have a body part that can penetrate. Maybe they would want to peg the guy. Maybe what really is going on is she wants anal. She wants to receive anal. And so she's trying to sort of like head in that direction. And like, she's some sort of clever way to get him to propose it. But like, it's not, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, I I was thinking about this the other day that like, I think part of the, well, the main reason why women don't sexualize each other's bodies the same as we do is because they have the same body themselves. 
But also, I mean, a vagina is much less compelling of a object if you don't have a penis. And so yeah. same with the guy's anus. It's just not that compelling. It's like, well, but I don't it's have a thing to, to do put to in it. there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's harder to sexualize uh, an orifice if you don't have a protrusion. Anyway. Yeah. All right, let's move on. This is, I guess, still in the anal zone, but but a completely mm. different topic. This person says, lost my backdoor virginity last night, and now I can't go to the bathroom. I'm sorry this is TMI. I need to shit, but it hurts so bad to even fart. Any way to help with this, how long will I be sore? Um, I brought this up because I've never had oh, this no. experience. And so what is it that gets sore? Uh, 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 wait, um, <laughs> I didn't expect it to go this direction. So what, uh, what's, wait, what, what, what happened to the guy again? <laughs> he lost his backdoor virginity last night and now he can't oh, go to okay. the bathroom. Oh, okay. Um, so you're wondering why, what, yeah, what, well, I mean, it's probably just a cut, right? That is the correct answer. I, I guess mm. I, I had never really thought about this. Uh, uh, let me see here. I'm going to have to scroll down a bit. I, f- I found, I really this. could be, uh, I think that, uh, in your brother-in-law, if he's listening still, probably not, <laughs> uh, would, uh, would, uh, uh, agree with this, that I could, uh, be an amateur gynecologist and proctologist maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly be an amateur. Yeah. You certainly have more, uh, you've done plenty of research on the topic. Uh, but so have I. I, I don't, I don't understand the biology as well as you do and the anatomy, I guess. Anyway, this person says you probably have an anal fissure, a tear in mm. the rectum lining. They usually fix themselves and are no big deal. Just very painful. An really anal fissure is not a, a tear in the rectum lining. A, okay. Well, anal, this guy, a, an anal see, fissure is a tear in the anal lining. Yeah. I mean, the rectum is pretty far in. Like if you start tearing your rectum, like that's a <laughs> fucking problem. Like you should go to the hospital because- because then, then the question would be like, are you, yeah, if you go all the way through the intestine, that's dangerous. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just something you can, but anal is going to be kind of close to the exit. And so you'll be uh-huh. able to kind of see what's going on better. Right. Yeah. I guess I don't know what the difference between an anal fissure and a tear in the rectum lining is. I don't think this guy knows either. Tear in the rectal lining is like a, a medical emergency, I think. Okay. <laughs> an anal fissure is probably something you potentially could just deal with at home. Okay. Yeah. I thought the pain might be from like, chafing around your asshole itself but apparently that's not an issue uh well chafing is sort of tearing right i mean you know i suppose it's kind of gross i mean what else like <laughs> so i mean you can think about it like just logically like what else could it be i mean okay so you have a tear the other things it could be is a bruise well i mean unless the guy is going at some odd angle bruising would be difficult right how would you bruise actually pound on the muscle or whatever so yeah, I mean, yeah. tearing is really the other, the other, the other possibility. And I think that generally, like the injuries that women sustain during sex play would be typically tearing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because the next topic is PSA about spreading outer labia. We decided it was labia, not labia, right? It's definitely it. It's labia. <laughs> okay. PSA about spreading outer labia. People, please stop spreading the labia so wide that it tears. Seriously, I can't tell you how many times I've had micro tears on the top of my labia from partners spreading it wide open. They're not hotel drapes. You don't need to throw them open to find the clit. Same concept applies for ass cheeks. The top of the crack is very delicate. That is all. Um, my main experience to this was 
response to this was what she says how many times she said micro tears on the top of her labia and then she implies that it also happens to the top of her ass cheeks is it possible she said it must have just been one partner over and over doing this right i like the idea of somebody essentially trying to be like a forceps or like a speculum with their (laughs) hands pulling yes and also i mean it's interesting that the thing that grabbed me actually was that she she's trying to specify that it's the outer labia not She's trying to make that distinction, which is a little bit tricky um, because, yeah, I mean, the question is, what is the point of the spreading that's happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, normally, I mean, okay, put it this way. When you're going to give oral sex to a woman, do you have to spread something? No, not really. Right. Maybe their legs. Well, yeah. Right? Okay. Sorry. But then there's naturally going to fall apart. So then you have to say, well, what what's going on with this woman's anatomy that there's another thing that has to be spread there. I mean, when people talk about their outer labia, basically they're just talking about, they're just talking about kind of the uh, structure that is between the, what we would call the labia, like the inner labia, like the things that look, well, the things that are homologous, that meaning they're the same uh, embryonic structure as the guy's testes, testicles, mm-hmm. ball sack, scrotum. That's the word I wanted, uh, right? <laughs> so it's, you know, it, so if you think about it, like the inner labia have the same, general appearance as a scrotum because that's what it is it's the woman's scrotum yes and but there's this structure because that like kind of goes in if you're if you're moving outward from the orifice of the vagina you have the inner labia and then it goes back in and then it goes back out and then kind of and now you're just on kind of something that looks just like normal skin and then back in again right there's a little bit of a uh hump there. And that's what people typically mean when they talk about outer labia. Uh, so it's not really a, they're not really lips, right? It's like, they're just, it's just some sort of like flesh construct. And so spreading those needing to spread that part implies, I'm sorry, but something like morbid obesity, um, I don't, or some unusual on, structure. Hold on, hold on. Pulling apart the labia so that you have better access to the clit is not completely insane, right? Like you can get you mean it without inner, you mean inner. That's the problem I intentionally here. didn't say because yeah. this person to do so, you might grip outside the inner labia to pull to pull them apart. But you're still pulling apart. The reason you're pulling apart the inner ones there is because you're trying to access the clit. And it's yes. hard to access it if they're like if they're like mashed together because you have you, to kind of go up the yeah, mucous you membrane can get to there get to the clit. With your tongue. Like I could do it hands-free with my tongue. Uh pulling them <laughs> apart a bit gives makes the access a bit better. I can imagine putting my fingers on the outer labia outside the folds of the of the outer labia in order to do so i just can't imagine Hang yeah, on, like this can I ask notion you a question? yeah go ahead so if uh let's say that you didn't know and you couldn't know cuz you were blinded and various things whether the woman was face up or face down uh what i want what i want to know is do you think that you could figure out or maybe you're just imagine you're in some sort of weird, you're in the metaverse. Mark Zuckerberg has put you in the sexual yep. metaverse. I know where this just, question is going, but continue. Yeah. So the question is, can you tell with just your tongue, do you think you could tell if you're going north or south on her labia? Like, so, so you're like, oh, well, I'm going to access I... her clit by, by licking up the crevice of, in the labia. And the question is, would you be certain just from your tongue that you're going to the clit or would there be some risk you were going to the anus? And assuming you are able to tell, okay. could you tell our listeners how you tell which one, is, which direction you're going? Whew. Okay. When you started asking this question, I was going to just interrupt you and say yes, but mm. 
I have, I guess, a follow-up question. Yeah. Can I go like all the way to the edge or am I just like yeah. somewhere in the middle? Okay. No, you can, you, you're moving, you're moving with your tongue and, and yeah, it's okay. like, right. yeah, the, the, I can this is to illuminate like the structures. Okay. Exactly. Well, so obviously if I go far enough, I can definitely tell in one direction, I'll eventually reach the belly button and in the other direction, I'll eventually reach. Well, you would, you'd eventually reach the clit or the anus. The right. clit can be the end point here because I'm, you, the, and the clit is very recognizable because you will encounter the place where the labia meet and then there's a yeah. clit there. So right. And it feels different and it feels different than the bottom of the vagina. So yeah, I mean, my intuition How is feel absolutely, different? but are you asking if I don't make it to the clit, would I be able to know before I got there that I was yeah, moving right. in the right direction? And how does it, right. And how does it feel different? Like you're saying, I oh, don't, the, the bottom and the top are different. So it's like, how? I guess I don't know. My intuition is okay. that I would be able to tell. Like, I think maybe it's, it's, um, tighter at the top. Like, uh, the, hmm. the labia would be closer together as you start moving toward the top. And as you start moving toward the bottom, there isn't the same amount of okay. tightness. Yeah, but, there might be enough female anatomical variation here that you might not, in principle, be able to tell. My intuition is that my intuition is that there is more inner labia material in the clit direction than in the anus direction. So as you move, like so, yeah, most uh, most women, like if you think about the south pole of their vagina, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's like not a whole lot of labia there, which is part of the reason why actually that area does get chafed. This woman is unusual in that she has the North Pole getting chafed. Right. But that South Pole area like is much more likely to get chafed because there's just not a whole lot of like uh there's not a whole lot of like skin to rub back and forth, uh to roll back and forth, I should say. And so like then during PIB sex, well, like it's pretty common to sort of chafe that. What's going on in the lips that grip situation? Where they're You've like completely this, right? inverted. Yeah, like there's yeah. What is that general, material? I mean, what is that material that's that's gripping? Well, when you so do people uh, know what lips that grip are? Should we go ahead provide say some it. clarity? Okay, there's a thing that has become well. There's a subreddit called Lips That Grip, and it's normally uh, a clip from a porn shot, normally fairly close up, where the guy's penetrating the woman vaginally. And as he pulls out, there's some sort of material. I, I'm, I'm going to continue <laughs> using the word material to, to not define it. There's some sort of material gripping on the shaft of the penis as he pulls out. And this is a popular uh, subreddit. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just the, uh, the right way to think about that. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's under lubricated women, basically, where they're like, they're so they're they're not instead of like the vagina, the innards of the vagina sort of slipping against the penis. They're basically mm -hmm. pulling out with the penis, which is not. I mean, to some extent, might be fine, but there's a point where that would become uncomfortable. Obviously, um, the right way to think about this, Keith, is simply that is just to think about an uncircumcised male penis, where like the okay. foreskin is mobile and the woman's vagina is the same. It's just an inverted version of a male uncircumcised penis, and so the the labia, just like hmm. your scrotum, like when you're going to scratch your scrotum, this is a thing apparently women don't know. The way men scratch their scrotum when it itches is not by like pulling taut the skin on there and scratching it or indeed scratching it really at all because scratching it is complicated because it's uh, uh, kind of loose skin. Mm -hmm. uh, instead, you hold the scrotum between your thumb and your forefinger and you rub it, you roll the skin because there's actually like 
two layers of skin there, right? There's, there's, they're, they're, they're forming kind of a, uh, uh, a container around your balls. It's the same thing with the labia, right? There, there, there are two, there's the inner side and the outer side, rather the, the, yeah, the interior side, the exterior side, and you can basically roll the skin over some sort of in, inner area or uh, contained area of the body there. And that's why like, if you put something into a woman's vagina and pull it out, like there's a certain amount of skin that can roll out with it. Okay. All right. I got it. Um, All right. Enough anatomy. Yeah. Let's, let's move okay. on. Um, <laughs> what? That was, I, yeah, your anatomical knowledge is remains. It's mostly for Very TikTok. impressive. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just have to, you just have to like linger for the right amount of time on the right TikTok videos. And then suddenly you're a gynecologist. Yeah. Sort of curious to see what using your TikTok account for 20 minutes might look like, but <laughs> it's a lot anyway. of porn, a lot of sex, uh, workers. Nudity is not allowed on TikTok. Is that right? That's right. They, they're, they're, they're not porn stars. They're corn stars on TikTok. <laughs> is that what they call it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. They actually use the corn emoji. Yeah. Wow. Really stupid. Yeah. Euphemism yeah. for everything. Okay. What can guys do that's similar to girls wearing lingerie? I've been thinking, and girls can obviously wear mm. lingerie, but what can a guy do for the girl? Uh, there is apparently a correct answer to this. I I perused the comments, and like five of the top ten all say the same thing. Do you know what? Okay. That, that thing is. This is like a this is like a how long have I read this nonsense quiz? Um. Yeah. So it's usually the 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 usual answer to this type of question is it's from women. I mean, I'm assuming they're women answering, although it could be gay men, or it could be a man that's just knowledgeable about these topics. Uh, the typical answer is if does it have to be clothing? Let me just ask that, or can it be just a behavior? <sighs> Um, okay. If I can, I'll, I'll answer both. If it's a behavior, yeah. so sometimes women will say like, just the guy, like doing something useful. So like many women, you know, a guy just wearing like jeans and a shirt or whatever, but like you know, screwing in something or like building something like women are turned right. on by that. And yep. if it has to be clothing, it's going to be just like well-fitting, um, well-fitting, not super ultra revealing, but well-fitting sort of skin tight-ish clothes but okay. not like not like yoga clothes like something but but well fit the key is well fitting like okay. men typically don't care about the fit yeah right all right the number one answer 2000 upvotes is tight black boxer briefs number two answer is fresh haircut white t-shirt tight boxer briefs and something to spank me with mm. uh next one is this one this one is against that but it says if you don't normally wear glasses but pull out reading glasses to read with something about that drives me insane with lust mm. four is uh i lit i wear my little gray boxer briefs to bed and my girl starts acting up next one is boxer briefs and spandex material preferably makes me go feral next one is when guys dress nice and fitted dress pants and nice dress shirt buttoned up with the collar slightly open and sleeves rolled up to the elbow that will do it that's basically your answer it's like yeah. well-fitted clothes and displaying competency it's it's both those things. Next one, yeah, I this, wear my uh, tight, tight boxer, boxer briefs, yeah. whether they're black or red, depending on the occasion. Uh, the uh, the thing yeah. I would say about that is that is it is that it's okay, fine, and that's a miss for me. I should have said tight boxer briefs, evidently. But mm -hmm. the uh, it's really important that like he not be flabby and so forth. Like it's not, it's I guess it's true for women with lingerie too, but it's the. I don't know. Like, and the other thing about it is that, yeah, they really want that area to be covered. I guess, yeah, in a way that men don't really totally want the 
woman parts to be covered. It's a little bit different. Yeah. 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 I think what turns a woman on generally, like from men in the wild versus what turns them on from their boyfriend also varies a bit. I mean, they're related, of course, but yeah, like if a, yeah, like men, a man showing up in boxer briefs, it, it would be, I think, intimidating in most circumstances. There needs to be some sort of established safety and, and comfort before you can show up in that unless, way. Unless he's a Chad and then they just want, they're just like, look, yeah, uh, maybe. my boyfriend needs, my boyfriend slash husband needs to not know we're doing this, but you have to impregnate me now. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, so they're like maximally being sexualized. Okay, next. Men, would you be okay with an oral sex only relationship? If your partner was only willing to give blowjobs, would you be okay with that and not leave them or cheat? Why? Why not? Okay, so we have to put some bounds on this before we can evaluate, mm. I think. But this could be an interesting thought experiment. You, well, you, for you, it's complicated because you would say, this is not my favorite activity anyway. Mm-hmm. So now you're basically condemning me, consigning me, whatever, to to a life with only blowjobs, right? That's the problem. Well, First off, I'm not going to marry someone who's going to do like only blowjobs, but let's say it was, let's say this was for some sort of medium term dating arrangement. Um, would it, okay. At what point would it stop being compelling to you? Do you think Mike famously loves blowjobs listeners? I mean, well, I'm, I think I'm normal. Uh, I like them a normal amount, but the, uh, okay. the, the issue here is, uh, whether, you have to be monogamous, I think. So mm-hmm. if there, if you're going to be limited to this particular activity, that's tricky because what will happen naturally for a man is you will start to fetishize at minimum the uh, PIV sex. And so <clears throat> it will make it challenging to stay committed to the situation because you're being limited artificially from this other experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that would be a, that would be a critical uh, determining factor. Uh, if I had somebody that just said, look, I just like to blow you a lot, but you can do whatever you want the rest of the time with other people and whatnot, then I think yeah. that would be good. I wouldn't be, uh, I'd be fine. With I think most men sure. would say, oh, good. I sure. have this person yeah. that blows me whenever I want. Like I have a button and I push the button and then they show up right. and they blow me. Yeah. You yeah. can get the PIV scratch itch, the PIV itch scratched elsewhere. I mean, I would uh, definitely select this over like no partner, right? I mean, it's not a negative. Yeah. This person says, don't know if I could start a relationship with those restrictions, but if something happens with my wife that made penetration an issue, I wouldn't leave her or cheat on her. She's great at blowjobs, but I definitely miss penetration. There's obviously ways to supplement this though. I definitely suggest incorporating toys to help keep things fresh, strokers, fresh fleshlights, et cetera. What is a stroker? I don't know. I don't that's, know. That's one I have not that, heard. That, yeah. that, this doesn't happen to us often, but a yeah, term we don't know. Also, other options. I'm a big fan of titty fucking. It's a go-to if my wife needs a break from penetration or if it's a heavy flow period day. Huh. She needs a break from penetration. This sounds, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's rough. I mean, yeah, that is. I, yeah, just the entire <laughs> framing of that is uh, a little bit problematic. But, right. But She's yeah, I chafed. Mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's... It, Another bound is, is it just blowjobs or are things like hand jobs, titty fucking, are, are those things allowed? I'm not sure those materially impact the thing because I think blowjobs are probably the highest on that uh, food pyramid. Yeah. I mean, there's another suspicion. I mean, it, yeah, it depends on what else would happen. I mean, you have to, there's a lot of context missing here, mm-hmm. but uh, the, 
Did they say why it was blowjobs only? I think they didn't, right? They didn't, yeah. I, yeah. I, look, the obvious thing is they're young, right? Like, I, I was in relationships oh, okay. when I was younger, you know, before I'd lost my virginity that were sort of blowjob only. And I think that's like a... That's pretty that's typical, fine, I think. Yeah, that's a fine situation because then you have the hope of uh, of something else. And like, mm. also, you, you don't... Beggars can't be choosers. I mean, you don't right, have... exactly. A wealth of other options necessarily yeah, available. So then, you know, right. So you'll take that. But uh, I think, I mean, the, there would be a lot of the, the main, like the main question here would be why. And then I think the guy would also think, well, I mean, even if women uh, like PIV sex is not their principal route to orgasms and enjoyment, like it still feels pleasurable for them and more so than a blow. And so it's sort of confusing. It's like, oh, I, I want to have sex with you in a way that's not physically pleasurable for me. It's strange. I think you're right in that context of it being somebody who's not at the PIV stage yet. That makes sense. Yeah, it's totally reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The, generally, for a long term relationship, the answer is obviously no. I think for almost everybody. Um, but yeah, there are various bounds where you can tolerate. It. All right, next. Uh, date did a complete 180 after spending the night. Went on a couple dates with a guy, and we ended up sleeping together soon afterwards. I thought we had a lovely time. We gave each other extensive oral and had sex and even cu- ended up coming, albeit briefly. Hmm. Uh, only what? the second. Yeah, I mean, let's let's set aside whether she knows what an orgasm is. Only the second or third How did you pronounce guy... that word? How did you pronounce that A-L-B-E-I-T word? Albeit. Okay, go on. Okay. Only the second or third guy to get me all the way within the first few times. <laughs> okay, the, the zero with or zero with guy. Uh, we said our goodbyes and then casually texted. That evening, he hits me with a huge text. He said he wanted to discuss something delicate. He wanted to do it over text. And then he told me while he enjoyed sex, he's not sure if he can proceed with me having as much hair as I do on my pussy. He texted Ooh. that he got used to a certain bald look that is pretty standard in your, your generation. <laughs> and that he would love it if I reconsidered. To be clear, this is about one half an inch or so of neatly trimmed and shaved along the sides pubic hair. Like, what the fuck? It's such a weird and specific 180 that I really don't know how to respond. I politely told him that his text was really weird and I'm not sure how to respond. So I just want to point out a couple things here. The first is she has some grammar stuff here that like really bothers me. Like she says, I went on a couple dates with a guy and we ended up sleeping together soon afterwards. Does that mean after each of those dates or after the second date? And now there's a third, like it's unclear that bothers me. I know yeah. this doesn't matter, and I'm calling back to something we talked off air, which is minor grammatical things driving me crazy. It's, the se- it's after the second date or whatever. It's not. It's not after every single date she had sex with him. It's it's the okay. second one. Okay, so they've had sex once, and then I yeah, guess she she says it's such a weird and specific 180. What is? I don't think she knows what a 180 means. Um, well, he was excited about her, and then suddenly he's made way less excited. He he, I mean. That's a 180 from her perspective. She's miss. I mean, she, she, she doesn't understand that he's dealing with something pretty delicate here, right? Yeah, he didn't want to right. in the middle of sex be like, "Oh, bitch, you got to shave that thing." Like, right. He didn't want to right. do that. All right, so let's skip the vocabulary lesson. Yeah, is okay. <laughs> We've talked about pubic hair plenty, but I'm trying to get a feel for. I mean, this guy is right. Like most young women now completely shave at least for early sexual encounters they may mm-hmm. eventually um w- walk that back but uh i think women if they think that there's a chance at least in my experience uh almost every new vagina i, I experience is 
is completely shaved. Now, I think what's going on is they think that's what men want. And so, or maybe they've been convinced by, you know, the predominant culture that I think it's this smart. is what they're supposed it's, to do. Like, why wouldn't they? I mean, it, it depends on what their goals are, but I assume their goal is for him to have, they're thinking to themselves, I want this guy to have the best possible experience, right? Because they want to, their their goal here is to like initiate a relationship, right? Uh, typically. And so, yeah, yes. I mean, or you say with you and yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they do that? I mean, it's, it, let's right. say that raises the your rating by 0.3 or something sure. of the encounter out of 10 or something. But yeah, yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with her notion that like, what's the difference? It's my choice, whatever. Like, I, I don't disagree with her about that. But your point, which is, I think the thing that men are expecting now is full shaved is, is correct. Like, I think most men... I mean, I'm look. I'm I'm in my forties. Even if you right? weren't, so I, I've seen plenty of vaginas. I was <laughs> having sex before everybody shaved their vagina, and so it's fine. But yeah, I think there's some plurality and maybe majority of men who, when presented with a unshaven penis, penis vagina, will be a little bit, yeah, like a little bit turned off. This guy is sort of on the extreme of that, but that's the that's sort of the risk you run. It's like not shaving your legs, right? Like you do know, by the way, that your your grammar police thing, like there's probably there probably actually is one woman yelling at her whatever, her AirPods right now. Mm-hmm. Uh vulva, not vagina. You don't grow hair in your vagina, just so you know. There are women that go nuts about that grammatical distinction or or a link uh, vocabulary distinction. Okay. I will endeavor to be better, but in my I case, I don't care. I don't case, care. I'm, I understand what you mean. In my case, it was bad anatomy, not bad grammar. Uh, no, you don't think that her vagina is on the outside. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's right. It's its vocabulary <laughs> or something. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. The, the thing about it. Okay. So even if you were in a context where, okay, if, 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 if a shaved vagina was, um, or vulva was, there you go, um, was like considered taboo then, or, or, you know, somehow a negative, then of course they would not do it. However, even if you were in a situation where in, in say American culture, where it was unusual, say the seventies, uh, the 1970s, where the porn at least depicts uh, a lot of free flowing hair there, uh, a woman would still get a plus something, maybe even a larger plus on that first date, the first sexual date by shaving because the guy's going to be so excited. And so it's, it doesn't really matter. I understand that they're keeping up with the Joneses in this case, but yeah. it actually doesn't matter. Like they're still going to get a plus something. And it, and all that's happened, people, okay, people want to say, oh, um, this is some sort of like anti-feminist situation. No, it's not that. It's that each individual woman is making a choice to up-level herself to the extent, that, you know, the ones who are doing this and they've just all realized that it's a plus something. And yeah, the men have become accustomed to it, but- Right. Uh, I mean, that's not because they're uh, they're mistreating women or some. I mean, there can be an element of that uh, later potentially, but but that's that's not the point. The point is they've just realized, just like wearing deodorant or showering or, or putting I mean, all kinds on of behaviors and you right. know doing your hair in a certain way and keeping yourself in yeah. shape. Like there's various things you can do that right. are you know collectively yeah, like bargained I'm, I'm, and agreed upon as being attractive and right you know you can forego them of course you can do whatever you want with your pubic hair but right. if you do so uh some men are going to be put off by it and yeah there's there, there's a collection of men on reddit who will say they prefer hair i, I actually have to say i don't i don't believe them 
Yeah, I, think I don't believe virtue them. signaling going on there. Right. I think that I think they're virtue signaling, and that actually, and 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 and, and I don't think it has anything to do with wanting the woman to. The other thing people will say is, oh, they want men want the woman to appear prepubescent. I don't think it's that either. It's that men want to see as much as they possibly can. They like the idea that they're the woman is like completely denuded for them. And uh hair is hair other than on your head is just isn't that feminine. Like it's not just that it's not considered that feminine, it really does sort of masculinize the person a bit. And so right. men want the woman to be as feminine as possible. And right. so there really is just like a deep uh kind of almost biological drive that men have where it's hotter to have it that way. Um, and yeah, it's annoying for the woman, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even if we lived in a society where there was no shaving of any kind that went on, the first woman that started shaving everything would be way more attractive to men. Yep. Like immediately she would start winning. Yep. All right. I agree. This person says, would it be embarrassing to take my Hitachi abroad? Do you know what a Hitachi is? It's, it's sort of a relatively large vibrator. Yes, I think they normally That's need the to be plugged thing. in. Yes, uh, because they have so much power. Uh, yes. But I think you can get uh, cordless ones now. Uh, That's okay. nice. She goes on. I'll be going to Thailand for nearly a month soon, and I'm one of those need my leg in a bear trap. Want, wind has to be just right in the best position to come type of girl, which means I usually need my Hitachi to come with my partner. I'm just wondering if that's okay to take abroad, or is it a bit embarrassing to take through the airport? I'm just wanting to enjoy coming while away, but at the same time, the thought of airport security asking me what this huge vibrator is in front of a bunch of people makes me want to sink into the ground. So uh, I hear her. that's kind of embarrassing, and it's sort of an unfortunate situation she's found herself in. Uh, it would be super annoying if I had to have some sort of elaborate paraphernalia to masturbate, and I had to decide whether or not I wanted to put it in my carry-on or not. Um I think well, that used to be the case for a lot of men because there was no internet pornography. And so if a man, yes. I, mean, I guess you could go buy a magazine or something. But there was, was tricky, a time, right? there was a time I remember. So it was like when I was in college and I would, I would sometimes buy penthouse at the airport because hmm. the, it, it's always embarrassing to buy a magazine like that back then, probably less so, but and, and I was young enough so that I was embarrassed by this kind of stuff, but I would sort of look forward to the opportunity to buy it relatively anonymously. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't need penthouse anymore. I could right. Probably, so, I mean, it's, it's a yeah. form of paraphernalia. Uh, it's not, I mean, yeah, I don't think I, whatever. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think there are women that require this severe or strong of a touch to, to get there. I was just talking to a woman a couple of days ago who was describing kind of needing a lot of pressure. Then she told me she had, and she's listening. Then she told me she'd had 15 orgasms in a setting. And then we discussed that she That's needed not... to verify those. Hang on. She was going to, ver- so she's actually game. And you know who you are when I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> she said she was game to uh, validate this for me. And I told her, well, the way you validate it is with a, with your anus. And then she said, my anus contracts during orgasms. And I said, yeah, it does. And then uh, I was like, well, you could either point a <laughs> camera at your anus the entire time. And then we could uh-huh. go through the footage. Yeah. And, and I said, and she said, well, what would we be looking for? And I said, I'm looking for those 0.4 second apart contractions, which surprised yeah. her. The mm-hmm. specificity of the point four it didn't turn her on. It just surprised her. Mm-hmm. And then she said, then I found out that she likes during long car rides with her boyfriend to have him rub her clit for two to three hours continuously while he's driving her places. Oh would you like God. that? Would I like, <laughs> if I were a female, would I enjoy receiving or would I like my girlfriend imposing that on me? 
<laughs> well, some guys I could see enjoying <laughs> it. That was the thing. Would you? Would you? Would you enjoy? Uh, would you enjoy uh, having one your left hand on the steering wheel and your right hand sort of over across a woman's sort of leg that's draped uh, okay. a little bit and so we're, and rubbing we're her? We're driving an American car here. Yeah, we're in America. Yeah, if okay. it was your European trip and you were in, say, London, we would have yeah. to switch this or not. You wouldn't be doing <laughs> okay. it in London proper, but you're in the UK somewhere. Then you'd have well, to have your I, right hand on the steering wheel and your left hand on her clip. But it doesn't correct. make that much of a and difference. And I am left-handed, so that would probably be better for her. Um, These two, this this person also, uh, the, the person that would have in, in question, the male who uh, would have been doing this would have been left-handed as well. So he seemed he okay. seemed fine with uh, rubbing her clip with his right hand. But do you, is that a, is that a, I couldn't decide. Two to three hours just seems like a long time. I don't think I want to, uh, to borrow an expression from an old friend of ours, finger bang my partner for three hours in a row while driving. I know this isn't finger exactly bang. finger banging, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Interesting. I, look, I think it would be kind of cool if my partner, you know, pulled up her skirt and invited me to fondle her. But right the the uh the, i'd like there to be a time box on that that is significantly yeah, shorter than three hours right there's something about look part of the male attraction to the woman is and actually it goes back to this uh depilation is that the right terminology for the removing hair hair removal uh topic part of it is like that the man wants there to be the secret uh prize or whatever yeah. this 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 thing that's kept in secrecy that's available only sometimes, sometimes and Correct. he has to sort of figure it out like men like that men want to be like the the mouse in the in the maze yeah, the pursuit. finding the cheese yeah so we do like that and so uh so so what why does that have something to do with the hair removal because it makes you're making the pri- you're peaking up the prize you're like oh i it really is that it's like oh you you thought of me you made the prize really cool for me and so the guy likes that and uh but but on the flip side it, uh, if the woman wants you to rub her clit for two hours or three hours during a car drive, that's the opposite. Now it's just, you're, you're not a mouse in a maze. You're a mouse just being plopped down into a, you know, f- two foot by two foot rectangular or square room with yeah. the cheese just right there. And you're like, but, but, but it's just, this is getting boring. <laughs> like I want, you know, yeah. so yeah, I mean the notion that it would happen occasionally and it would happen for s- some moderate amount of time is cool. But yeah, I mean, this, this level, and it sucks for a woman who has a high sex drive, right? I mean, there's not, what can she do? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, she, she just has the experience that men have, which is like constantly being not quite satisfied. That's right. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to feel too much empathy here, right? Like it's, it's something that's similar to, but not as bad as the male general experience. That's true. That's that's actually a good point. Is that you're you're just you're just in the situation a man is in. Um, yeah. I, I guess the one caveat would be if that if as a woman, if you had those desires and you were willing to change male partners kind of constantly, there, mm-hmm. are, there, yeah, there are a lot of guys that would find that compelling. Uh, would be genuinely super excited about that for a period of time, and then would say, "Oh, yeah. this is getting annoying." Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine being <laughs> compelled by that invitation but i can also imagine many situations most situations where it would like eventually get irritating and and whatever anti-attractive unattractive it's right repulsive yeah repulsive might be a little bit strong but it would it would make it 
it would make it so that I felt less desire. Yeah, that's right. It becomes more clinical. It's like, oh, yeah. I, oh, now I have to yeah. do this. Yeah, there's that word again, uh, clinical. I think that's the right thing here. It's, it, but that's it's not. The, the, it, you're, your, your take anymore. is totally your take is totally right in the sense that uh, that it becomes just she's just turning into a man because if a man said hey uh, honey we're going to be driving for 4 hours and i just want you to beat me off and keep me hard for 3 of those 4 hours and then mm-hmm. at the end give me an orgasm she'd just be like really there'd just be like a long sigh <laughs> like oh yeah Okay. And so, yeah, there's like, and, and, and what that is, is it's the, the availability of cock is too high. It's like, it's like, look, if it was an occasional thing, fine, but, but yeah, yeah. it would just be annoying. Yeah. I I, I will get back. uh, I will get back to everybody on the 15 orgasms, the anus, uh, pressure plate or whatever we have to do. But I, of course, expressed high skepticism on the 15 orgasms. You know, when they have guests that they're trying to protect on a show like 60 minutes they like blur their face and disguise their voice somehow mm-hmm. can you do that with an anus in such a way that the embarrassment over her asshole doesn't it doesn't cloud things here i'm confident that i will not get a video of her anus that won't happen okay. um that's too bad. Uh, and also i've tried to uh persuade this very uh, she's listened to every single episode of the show this a uh, very committed listener we appreciate to yes. come on the show and she said that she would be willing to come on the show if her boyfriend who we all know as well were willing to do an mfm threesome and i don't th- then my first thing was wait hmm. uh, wait are you propositioning me and it was like no 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 she wants it to be someone that they don't know which makes sense uh well i think everybody uh, I, meant, I asked if her tens they they're not propositioning me. somebody after they've been declined sure but i think in this case i look it's, it's just that you know asking okay the thing that could be considered really considered as a threat would be the mmf threesome it's like hey uh you want an mmf with me that's actually like a threat it's like oh so you're you're offering a dick in my ass this was not that this is mfm but still uh i didn't take it to be a, a, a an offer i'm assuming i'm going to take her at her word that's not that i also think this guy's not going to uh be willing to do an mfm even though she wants to. Uh, yeah. It's too bad yeah. she's not interested in with you. That that takes it out of our hands here. I It wouldn't. Wait. <laughs> she might with you. Uh, but <clears throat> the, okay. uh, well, yeah, that's not on the table either. But you're in an ENM relationship. I, we are. I, I am. We are. I th- yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend and I are. But... Uh, high on the list of things I would like to do, given the liberties of a ENM relationship, is not an MFM threesome. Right, that might be that might be the last possible thing I would even consider. Uh, yeah, this before, reminds me of before the, we get into things that I would just like outright reject. This reminds me of the listener that emailed in and asked if we ever like before, or after, or during the show, just you know, pulled out our cocks and mashed yes. it together. And I was like, I was right. like, no, no, we don't do that. Like, come on. right like yeah people are people try so hard to get like jerk off material yeah no we don't yeah we're not gonna do do it yeah sorry all right listeners uh you made it through another hour of your mileage may vary this was episode 69 a very nice number we famously pay ten dollars for any feedback we receive on the show if you'd like to deliver us some and we'd really appreciate it if you do you can do so on twitter at ymmvpod or by email at ymmvpod at gmail.com Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Physique. Physique. Physique.
je veux et je viens Entre tes reins Je vais et je viens Je me retiens Non 